Welcome to the Endpoints Podcast. I'm Jonathan Gang. Today, we have the first installment of a new series we're calling Endpoints Shorts. In these bite-sized episodes, we'll be tackling important scientific concepts for people interested in ALS research, current clinical trials, and news from around the ALS space, all in 15 minutes or less. Our guide throughout this series will be Dr. Nadia Setti, ALS TDI's Director of Community Outreach and Engagement. Today, Nadia joins us to talk us through the Ionis Pharmaceuticals Fusion Clinical Trial. Hi, Nadia. Thanks for uh, joining us today. Hi, John. I'm glad to be here to talk about the, the fusion study with you. Awesome. Uh, so just first off, uh, this is a antisense oligonucleotide or ASO drug. Uh, what exactly is an ASO? So ASO stands for antisense oligonucleotide. So our DNA, which makes up all of our genes, ultimately works by coding for proteins. Um, and the way this happens, our DNA codes for something called messenger RNA or mRNA. And then that mRNA goes on to code for proteins. So an ASO is a small strand of nucleic acids. Um, those are the building blocks of our DNA and RNA. And those nucleic acid, this nucleic acid chain that makes up an ASO will bind or stick to a specific part of our mRNA. And in that way, it can keep from coding a protein or part of a protein. So it's basically a way to block off part of a protein production. Um, and in the case of the trial that we're discussing today, the ASO would be reducing production of a protein called FUS or fused in sarcoma. Mm -hmm. And uh, what exactly is FUS and uh, what is a FUS mutation? So FUS is a protein that we all make and that we all need in our bodies to function normally. It's a protein that helps regulate, regu excuse me, regulate RNA metabolism. So it has a role in the expression of other proteins in our bodies. So when a mutation occurs, it's like having a typo in the code for a gene. Um, some people that have a typo in the FUS gene will go on to develop ALS. Um, when there's a mutation in someone's DNA, the protein that's encoded from that gene can misfold or take on a different shape than it normally would have. So once a gene codes for a protein, um, that protein gets made and then that protein can fold into different shapes. Um, when you have a mutation in a gene, it can change the way that protein folds. And then that protein doesn't work the way it's supposed to. Um, that change in shape can, can cause um, some problems in how that protein then interacts with other things. So FUS mutations can be inherited, but also um, with FUS for some reason in particular, they can also be what, what's called a de novo mutation, meaning that for some unknown reason, um, it can appear in somebody whose parents don't have it. And we see that a little bit more commonly with FUS than we do with other, uh, other types of genetic mutations that lead to ALS. Um, FUS mutations also occur uh, more commonly in children or younger people with ALS. And younger people with FUS ALS generally will have a faster progressing version of the disease. Um, onset in family members that carry the, the same mutation in FUS can also be different. So you can have two people that have the same mutation in the same family, and it may be started in a different part of their body, and they were very different ages. Um, so there's, there's a lot of variability in how this mutation can play out. 
And so just to confirm, this trial is only for people with confirmed uh, FUS mutations. Yes, this trial is only recruiting people living with ALS who have a mutation in the in the FUS gene. Um, they will screen you um, for the mutation if you try to screen for the trial. So you don't necessarily have to know for sure that you have the FUS mutation if you're a younger person for ALS, with a, for example, um, and you see your neurologist um, and they recommend that you... Uh, screen for this trial, they will do the genetic testing to see if you carry that mutation. But yes, people who enter the trial um, have confirmed FUS mutations. Got it. And uh, this is a phase three trial, I believe. So um, how is this treatment performed in the uh, previous uh, phases? So this trial is a really interesting example of a drug that advanced forward quickly from its creation and then into a clinical trial. The early animal studies for this trial were performed in 2016, and then by 2019, the ASO was being administered through the expanded access pathway um, to the first person with FUS ALS that was to receive it. So this treatment was created for an incredible woman named JC Hermstad, who developed ALS at the age of 25. And JC had, um, she had had a twin sister, Alex, who was diagnosed with ALS when they were both at the age of 11. And uh, they lost Alex at age 17 to, to FUS ALS. So both of them carried a mutation in the FUS gene. Um, and JC was the first to get this drug through an expanded access program. And then that creation of the drug helped launch it into this trial, which is listed as a phase one slash three trial. So there isn't actually any published data on other human studies for this ASO because there hasn't been a previous human study. Got it. Wow. Um, so, so what can people expect it to be like if they choose to participate in this trial? So this medication has to be delivered by an injection into the space around the spinal cord. Um, that's called intrathecal delivery. Um, delivering a medication intrathecally is an efficient and direct way to bypass the blood-brain barrier. Um, the blood-brain barrier in all of us is designed to keep potentially toxic things in our blood or in our bodies away from our brain. Um, but sometimes we need to get past that and, and injecting straight into the spine is one of those ways of bypassing that blood-brain barrier to get a medication where it needs to go. So the goal of this medication is to try to reduce the mutant FUS protein in the nervous system, and that's why it's being given intrathecally. So people who participate in this trial will be randomized in a two-to-one ratio, meaning that there's a 66% chance of receiving the active drug, and then a 33% chance of placebo for 61 weeks. And then there's a second part to the study where everyone will be getting the active drug with no placebo. And that will take the total participation time to 152 weeks. So over the entire study, people will receive eight doses in the first part of the study, and then anywhere from 12 to 20 doses in the second part. This is a, a particularly um, complex trial design on this trial. Um, so Ionis has outlined pretty nicely on their website that there will be up to a three-year participation in this trial requiring anywhere from 65 to 74 in-person visits, including the screening process for eligibility treatment and then follow-up. And then the trial is enrolling people as young as age 12 since FUS mutations can affect younger people. Um, and then there is a website for, for this uh, particular study 
which is ionistrials.com um, slash fusion uh, dash study, if anybody is interested in viewing the website. And uh, sort of roughly, uh, where are the sites? So the trials recruiting in the USA, Belgium, Canada, Netherlands, and the UK. Mm -hmm. And um, are there other ASOs like this that are currently in clinical trials or notable preclinical development? Yeah, so there are three other ASOs for ALS in clinical trial right now. And interestingly, even though these are treatments that target genes, two of these three ASOs are also being tried in people with sporadic ALS. And I can go into a little bit more on that. So other ASOs in trial now include um, Wave Life Sciences ASO for C9ORF72 uh, ALS. And this is a phase one slash two trial um, that's accepting people with the C9 genetic form of ALS only. Um, the mutation in C9ORF72 that leads to ALS is different from the single letter typo, like the ones we were talking about in the FUS gene. Um, C9ORF mutations are generally called, are, uh, excuse me, C9ORF mutations are called repeat expansions, where a small segment of the DNA is repeated over and over in high numbers. Um, and that's how those mutation work, uh, mutations work. Mutations in C9ORF72 can also lead to frontotemporal dementia or FTD, um, either on its own or in combination with ALS. And the Wave Life Sciences ASO trial is targeting both ALS and FTD, which is an interesting newer concept. So when a trial is targeting multiple diseases, um, it's called a basket trial. Um, and the Wave Life Sciences trial for C9 ALS has completed enrollment as of February 2023. Um, another active ASO trial um, is a Biogen's trial that's targeting ataxin 2. Um, so in almost all forms of ALS, there's a protein called TDP43 that exhibits what we call mislocalization. So this is getting a little technical, I know. But generally, TDP43, which we all have in us and we all need it to live, um, it's a protein that stays in the nucleus of our cells. But for some reason in ALS, it leaves the nucleus and enters the cytoplasm of the cell. So it gets out of the center of the cell and then it creates these clumps or aggregates. And when that happens, we lose some normal TDP43 function. And this happens kind of across the board in almost all types of ALS. Um, not every single type of ALS, but well over 90%. Um, and so genetic and sporadic forms all have this, this type of pathology. And then since TDP43 is a protein that's necessary for life, we can't exactly turn it off with an ASO as easily as we could with some other genes um, because we actually need TDP43 to do its job. So scientists have seen in animal studies that um, if we reduce the expression of a different protein called ataxin 2, that can actually also help with TDP43 pathology. So this Biogen ASO is, is actually targeting TDP43 indirectly by reducing levels of a protein called ataxin 2. Um, so the ataxin 2 gene, kind of similar to the C9ORF72 mutation, can also have expanded uh, expansion mutations. So it, there are people who develop ALS from uh, mutations in ataxin 2, um, similar to C9ORF72. So the, the trial is 
accepting people both with ATAX and two mutations and also with other forms of ALS. Um, so yeah, so this is currently a phase one, two trial that's enrolling and it's an interesting way of using a genetically targeted treatment to help many types of ALS. Um, and then lastly, there is one more ASO in clinical trial now for ALS, um, and it's from a company called Curalis, um, and they've started enrolling for a phase one trial for an ASO that's targeting another gene called Stathmin 2. So um, similar to the ataxin trial, um, they're, they're, this trial, this trial's goal is to modulate another gene called Stathmin 2 and potentially help many types of ALS. So the proposed mechanism on this one is also related to TDP43, and scientists have seen that when TDP43 isn't functioning properly, then we lose um, function in this other protein called Stathmin2, um, and this company, Curalis, has found an interesting way of uh, bringing Stathmin2 function back, in this case, with an ASO, um, and that will, we'll, we'll see how, how this works to, um, uh, potentially help with many types of ALS. So they are enrolling um, many different types of ALS uh, in their study. Uh, and uh, where can people go to learn more about um, the ION363 and uh, some of these other trials if they're interested in possibly participating? So you can definitely stop by our ALS TDI website, als.net, to view more information on clinical trials, or feel free to reach out to us with questions at clinicaltrials at als.net. Awesome. Well, yeah, thanks so much for joining us, Nadia. Thank you. There are currently no treatments to stop or reverse ALS, but the ALS Therapy Development Institute is working to change that. To learn more about ALS-TDI and our research to end ALS, visit ALS.net. Thanks for listening.